welcome to Corinth Baptist Church. And I appreciate Miss Janine sharing that information. And uh, Miss Sharon playing and the praise team as well. Uh, we have been brought uh, to the throne of grace to worship the Lord. And so now we come to this part of the service of hearing the Word of God. Would you take your Bibles and turn with me to Luke chapter 2. And while you are turning, my doesn't the sanctuary look different. It looks beautiful. And thank you all who uh, were able to be here yesterday and help uh, prepare our sanctuary for this time of year and worship. Beautiful. And uh, again, thank you for taking care of that. Luke chapter 2. We're going to begin at verse 8 and read through verse 20. In honor of God's word, if you're able to stand with us, would you do so? Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you, you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. And so it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. May God bless the reading of His Word. Pray with me. Holy Spirit of God, would you move mightily in this service? In this time, upon us, 
our hearts, our minds, our lives. In every way, speak to us, O Lord God, the message you would have us take to heart as you told the shepherds their message, and they took it to heart. And Lord, may we ever live it the same way they did. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, and you may be seated. As we come to this point in this place, all of this month, we are going to be looking at Christmas. We're going to be going towards that day, the 24th, the 25th, of the wonderful news that came so many years ago to shepherds living out in the fields with their flock, their sheepfold, their smelly sheep, animals. It's interesting, I think, that the Lord told the news of the new birth to shepherds out in a field. Now, think about that for a moment. When we give the excitement of the news of a new birth In our family, where do we give that news to? Who do we give that news to? Do we give it to shepherds? Do we give it to farmers out in their field plowing or harvesting the crops? Or, uh, as some would say, picking tobacco. Picking tobacco? Who picks tobacco here in the South? It certainly ain't us. We primed tobacco, didn't we? <laughs> and if you know if you know what priming tobacco is and you prime tobacco, you certainly don't want to pick it. Because <clears throat> if you didn't do any good job at priming it, you're not going to do much of a job picking it. But who wants to prime it today either? Everywhere I look today, there are machines that are picking it. Well, this message came to a group of animal lovers or those who were charged with looking after sheep. Sheep have some characteristics about them. We're not going to talk a whole lot about their characteristics, but sheep have some, some peculiar characteristics about them. <laughs> One is, they're dumb. They're just dumb. I mean, they have no smarts at all. And the other characteristic is, they're, they're smelly. They're kind of smelly. I mean, uh, you ever been to the fair and went around and and looked at the animals in these places? Uh 
I, I, my brother and I like to go together, and we, that's where we head for uh, uh, the food stands and the, the barns where the animals are. I don't know if that has any connection or not. Don't, don't accuse me of that. But, but the, it, you can't stay in there very long. You've got to come out and get some fresh air and then go back in. That's what the food vendors are for, to give you that fresh air and to fill up what may be uh, a limited amount right here, and then go back in. But that's, that's two characteristics of sheep. This message of good news of great joy, as the angel put it, came to shepherds in a far land, a most unlikely cast of characters, an unusual setting. God began a drama that has continued to play out for over 2,000 years and is still playing out. The reality of the power of God that could come to such a people at such a time and such a place presents us with the priority of Christmas. The priority of Christmas. And the fact that it can become real in our day, it can become real to us in our place and in our heart today. The message of good news seems to be that the shepherds, the first to hear, the first ones to be chosen in this unlikely place, but an exaltation that was given to these shepherds. Shepherds. A humble and meek group of people, and yet the exaltation that was given to them somewhat esteemed them among the Jewish crowd. Shepherds were the socially despised of their day. Look at verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. These shepherds lived out there with their sheep. Therefore, the characteristic of the smell or odor rubbed off on them. And the more we are with animals, those odors of the animals rub off. This socially despised group were not allowed in courts of their days to be witnesses. Shepherds were not to receive any kind of help in their day. They were The socially despised people didn't like to be around them. They didn't like dealing with them. They didn't like having to do with this type of person. Their life 
was attended with many hardships and dangers. He was exposed to the heat in the summer and the cold in the winter. His clothing was a mantle of sheepskin itself. In the winter, that mantle of sheepskin was turned with the fleece still on it against his body to keep him warm. In the summer, it was turned to the hide to keep him cooler. His food was that of a very natural person. The fruit of the sycamore or Egyptian fig. The husks of the carob tree. The locusts and wild honey. Sounds like John the Baptist, doesn't it? That's what he ate. And he had an encounter oftentimes with those wilder animals who sought their sheep to feed on the wild beasts of lions, wolves, panthers, bears. And then there were those of the two-legged kind, robbers, thieves, and other foes, who sought to take those animals, kill them, and use the food, use them as food and or sell them. So you could see why this occupation and lifestyle made them somewhat socially outcast, despised, and rejected. <laughs> but it also fitted them very well to be the recipient of the message of great joy, which the angel said shall be to all people, everywhere. Shepherds were the socially despised. So this great news, uh, this good news of great joy, which shall be to all people, came first and foremost to the socially despised. But it also came to the economically depressed. Yes, that's what shepherds were, economically depressed. They were, they were not the rich among the world class of people. <laughs> look at verses 8 and 9, and, and then we'll look at verse 12. There were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. The angel told them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news, good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a feed trough. A feed trough. <laughs> the economically depressed. 
Shepherds were the poorest of all. They had no luxurious homes to dwell in. They slept in light tents or caves or really just under the stars. You ever walked out in the dark where you can see the stars, look up in the sky and see the stars? It's just beautiful with all the constellations there. These common men or people of the land, so to speak, considered to be humble and meek, poor, indicated that fear struck in their souls. They were afraid because of who they were, what they were, and living out under the stars. Not many people, not many messengers came to them there, particularly at night, and particularly out of heaven, and all of heaven shining brightly before them. The heavenly messengers arrived and spoke great news, but brought great fear to these poor, socially outcast and economically depressed people. What a great message. Jesus, of course, lived and dealt with this type of people all the time. Jesus touched people's lives who were socially despised and economically depressed. Jesus touched them. Jesus ate with them. Jesus walked with them, talked with them, worshipped with them. Jesus cared about them and sought to bring hope. Hope. to those who people didn't like to be around, didn't like having to deal with, didn't have anything to afford, weren't able to provide luxuriously. Hope was what they needed. Hope is what we need today. This message of good news and great joy came first to a people who were socially despised, economically depressed, and morally depraved. Look at verses 15 through 20. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go now to Bethlehem and, and see this thing that's come to pass that the Lord has made known to us. 
and they came with haste. There was nothing slow about them. (laughs) They hurriedly went to Bethlehem and they found Mary and Joseph and they saw the baby lying in a manger. The Savior of the world. There is born to you, the angel said. To you there is born. This day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. We would say that the baby was born to Mary and Joseph, but the angel said, this Savior is born to you. To you. The socially outcast, the economically depressed and the morally depraved. Oh, yes. When they had seen him, the baby, they made widely known the saying that was told them concerning the child by the angels. They told Mary and Joseph all about the angels and all about the glory in the heavens. And all those who heard what they said marveled Why do you think they marveled? Because they were shepherds who were given this great message. Shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them. She went over and over and thought about it and thought about it and over and over in her heart and her mind. What's the message? And then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Shepherds were not the most moral people in the world. People of the land, they were considered to be outside of the pale of religious acceptability and respectability. It was their occupation and their lifestyle that made it impossible for them to meet the religious requirements of ceremonial purity by the respectable Pharisees, Sadducees, and high priests and religious leaders of their day. Well then, why would you tell the shepherds? Why would you tell the shepherds? Why would you give the message to shepherds? If they are socially despised and economically depressed and morally depraved, why tell the shepherds? Why tell them? Because they needed to hear the message. They needed the message. And so God sent them the messenger. Listen to some ideas of the scholars. Was not the first blood of sacrifice that of a keeper of sheep, Abel? Was not the chosen type of earthly root of the Christ a shepherd taken 
from the sheepfolds. One of the favorite symbols that the Lord offered of himself was that of the chief shepherd. And the closest thing earthwise to the life and spirit of the incarnate Son of God was that of the pastoral life and spirit. It fitted well. It fitted well for the shepherds to hear the glorious message. It fit well then as well as today that the socially despised need to hear that somebody cares about them, somebody loves them, and someone has done something for them. And the economically depressed who seem to be downtrodden and downcast all the time need some hope in their world. I think it very interesting to note that it was not the self-righteous Pharisee, the pious Sadducee, the Essene monk, nor the carnal Herodian that the wonderful message came to. It was not the wealthy, it was not the greatest, it was not the noblest who first heard the message. Instead, it was the lowly, socially despised, economically depressed, and morally depraved shepherd that God sent his message to. Oh, the birth of the Savior of the world came to redeem helpless man. It tells me three things that in this day of hope, in this day we need hope, it tells me three things about God. One is that He is compassionate towards the socially despised and economically depressed and morally depraved in our world as well as that world, in that day. He loves those who are socially despised and outcast, and He has come to us in Jesus to make us acceptable to Him. And after all, isn't that what matters most? That we be acceptable him. Secondly, it tells me he is concerned about the economically depressed and wants to make us rich spiritually through Jesus Christ. Rich in spirit. Now, we can misunderstand that richness. Yes, He came to make us rich, but it's not in the way of the world. It's in the way of the spiritual. 
You see, we're spiritual people. We are spiritual creation of God by Jesus. And He, the most spiritual, came to lift us up out of the doldrums, out of the deep darkness of the world, and lift us up and give us hope spiritually to know that we are cared for, that we have value and worth. He's concerned about us. He loves us. And He cares about the morally depraved and has come to show us that we do have worth and value because of Him who has created us. And in Him, because He has created us, we have value and we have verse of that, uh, worth. Not because of the world, not because of anything that we have and own, not because of anything that we are, but because of Him who made us, who loves us, who's concerned about us, who cares about us. That's the priority of Christmas. That's what Christmas is all about. We get tied up in the commercialization of it, in gift-giving of it, and we overlook that which is most important to the King of kings and Lord of lords. And what is that? It's you and me. It's us. It's who we are. It's what He's made us for, Himself. So if you are feeling socially despised, or maybe you are one that's considered to be socially despised, and economically depressed, and I don't know who isn't economically depressed in this day and time particularly, I mean, all you got to do is go to the grocery store and see that very vividly. Except some people are still blinded by it. Oh, but God isn't. We may be socially despised, economically depressed, and morally depraved. And yes, there are those here today who may be under that same guise of moral depravity. In that we live to sin. Oh, but Jesus came to be the answer for that. He came to forgive us of our sins. He came to give us hope. He came to give us help. He came to lift us up to heights beyond this world. Socially despised, economically depressed, 
morally depraved, we have a Savior. A Savior. A Savior who has come that can save us from everything this world throws at us. His name is Jesus. 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 Say it with me. Jesus. There is something about that name. Jesus. He's the answer for all of our needs today. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you sent the message of good news, great joy, to this group of people that lets us know that today we have a wonderful opportunity to be accepted, forgiven, to have abundant life and eternal life with you. So God, we pray that today if there's one here who's never trusted you as Lord and Savior, that today they'll do just that. And Lord, for those that may be saved, but the joy of their salvation has gone. For whatever reason, Lord, we pray that you would restore them the joy of their salvation. And Lord, we pray that a new commitment, a recommitment, a restoration of their life would be made today because of Christ Jesus, our Savior and Lord. And Lord, May we rejoice in that good news and great joy as we go out into our world and share that glorious news with our world today and throughout this week. In Jesus' name, amen.